You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto has all the parts your car will ever need at reliably low prices. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. In today's episode, we're going to look back at Monday's results, break down the best playoff hitters before looking at Tuesday's games and DFS tips. So let's start with what happened on Monday. The Astros left 11 on base and ended up losing 4-2 to Tampa Bay, falling behind 2-0 in the series. Rays outfielder Manuel Margot and catcher Mike Zanino both hit home runs, and Tampa Bay just had four hits, but those bombs made the difference. Astros starter Lance McCullers struck out 11 in seven innings, but he did surrender those home runs and those four runs against. The Braves, they launched an assault on the Dodgers, winning 5-1, but they also left 10 on base, so they could have put up more. Dodgers starter Walker Bueller walked five and struck out seven in his five innings of work, but he only allowed one run. The difference came late when relievers Blake Trinan and Jake McGee were touched up. There are two teams with great lineups, so it's not a surprise that the Braves could legitimately challenge the Dodgers. Let's take a look at Monday's stars, and we'll start with Tampa Bay outfielder Manuel Margot. Not only did he have a three-run home run, Margot had a spectacular home run robbing catch in a 4-2 win against Houston. Margot had one home run in 159 plate appearances during the regular season. He's not a huge power hitter, but he had more power in previous years, and now has three home runs in 24 plate appearances in the playoffs. Talk about getting hot at the right time. Tampa Bay starting pitcher Charlie Morton went five innings, gave up five hits and one walk, but no runs, and struck out five in a 4-2 win. The past seven postseason starts, going back to 2017, Morton has allowed just six earned runs, and three of those came in one start. He's been a pretty reliable postseason pitcher. Atlanta starting pitcher Max Fried went six innings, gave up four hits, two walks, and one earned run, striking out nine in that 5-1 win at Los Angeles. Fried has a 2.65 ERA and 1.06 whip in three playoff starts this year. The Braves need him to be the ace, and right now he's living up to those expectations. Atlanta's second baseman, Ozzie Albies, was 2-for-5, scored a run, had two RBIs and a home run. Uh, in that 5-1 win, that was uh, all thanks to a two-run home run uh, late, he had been 4-for-20 uh, in the playoffs before Game 1 against the Dodgers. Now, I thought it would be useful to take a look at some of the statistical leaders, and trailers, to be honest, uh, throughout the offseason, and right now we'll look in the playoffs, but uh, as the, we get into the offseason, I will continue to look through uh, sort of various statistical categories, uh, in part because it's going to help shape our perceptions of these players uh, relative to what their regular season production was. I mean, we just finished a 60-game regular season, and you know whether players put up good numbers or not in those 60 games, that can't be the entire evaluation. You know, when we're looking at uh, a player who has you know one good season of 162 games there's still a lot more that goes into the evaluation of that player. And so on a, when it comes to a 60-game season, uh, we've got a whole lot more to dig into. And so anyway, part of this is to take a look at who's been having uh, a really strong playoffs 
and determining um, you know, how that affects what we think of them uh, coming out of this shortened season. And I guess the, the top name on the list is Astro shortstop Carlos Correa, who has five home runs, 13 RBIs, hitting 423, and has a 1559 OPS in the playoffs. Now, Correa didn't have a, a very strong regular season, an OPS in the low 700s. Um, but if you look over his history, obviously Correa is, is one of the better hitting shortstops in baseball. The issue, I guess, is that he's had trouble staying healthy. And so um, I don't think there's any real surprise that Carlos Correa you know, is rising to the occasion in the playoffs. Maybe to this degree is a, a little bit extreme, but uh, we, we're, we would expect him to be a productive hitter. Uh, and certainly better uh, than what he showed during the 2020 regular season. Uh, how about Yankees DH, Giancarlo Stanton? He hit six home runs, had 13 RBIs, hit 308 with a 1426 OPS. And look, it's no secret that Stanton has outrageous power. Uh, the huge concern for Stanton is that he can never stay healthy, and that uh, continued during the 2020 season. And I don't know that we can look to 2021 and say, oh, well, he'll definitely be healthy then. And I don't think that we can you know, necessarily count on this muscle-bound Hulk staying healthy uh, in, for a baseball season. Uh, Tampa Bay left fielder, uh, Randy Arozarena. Uh, we talk about him pretty much every day uh, on this podcast. And, you know, what he has four home runs, he's hitting 429, the 1359 OPS. He sort of announced his presence to the world in the playoffs, uh, but he was already doing it down the stretch. You know, he had seven home runs in 23 games uh, at the end of the regular season. Uh, and if you go back, the, like his numbers in Triple in A and Double A all suggested. Uh, that he would be a legit uh, major league hitter. Uh, and so now <laughs> the only issue with that is everyone knows about him. Uh, if you've been paying any attention to the baseball playoffs, you know who Randy Arozarena is. Uh, New York Yankees shortstop Gleber Torres uh, hit a couple home runs in the playoffs while hitting 435 with a 1262 OPS. And Torres had an awful regular season uh, and only hit two home runs uh, after hitting 38 the year before. And so I think what uh, he showed in the playoffs is enough to make you think, oh yeah, we, we remember what Gleber Torres really can be. Uh, and certainly if you're looking ahead to 2021, he might be undervalued uh, given what he did during the regular season. Uh, Atlanta catcher Travis Darno has had a strong playoff, hitting 391 with a 1221 OPS. This was a real breakout season for Darno, who has kind of bounced around a little uh, and hasn't really lived up to his kind of vast potential but then this season he has, and now he's one of the uh, premier hitting catchers in baseball. And because there are so few uh, premier hitting catchers in baseball, that, that makes him, uh, I would say, extra valuable. Uh, and I think you know, that he's followed up a strong regular season with a, an outstanding playoffs uh, makes it a little easier to, to keep Darno in high regard. Uh, San Diego Padres second baseman Jake Cronenworth, who is uh, a very popular DFS player, uh, this season, he hit 389 in the playoffs with a 1208 OPS. Uh, certainly, coming into the season, there were no real expectations on Cronenworth, and as uh, he just continued to hit and continued to hit, uh, those expectations may have been raised. And the fact that he uh, managed to produce when it really mattered uh, for the Padres in the playoffs, you have to uh, think that he'll go into next season with uh, higher expectations uh, for sure. Uh, Oakland shortstop Marcus Semyon had a strong uh, showing in the postseason, hit 407 with 1151 OPS. And he didn't have uh, a great regular season, uh, OPS down around 700. Uh, but the real value to Semyon coming into the season was that, I mean, he never missed games. He, was, he played like 320 games in the previous two years. Uh, and, and that's great, 
as long as he continues to provide uh, above average offense and that, that didn't necessarily happen this season. But I think seeing that there was a rebound in, in the playoffs, uh, as long as Semyon is going to be in the A's lineup, you can probably uh, expect him to be uh, valuable over the course of a full season. Uh, San Diego shortstop, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, certainly didn't fly under the radar. Uh, had an outstanding regular season. Uh, and then in the playoffs had a couple big home runs, hit 318 with 1126 OPS. Uh, he looks like a a future superstar, maybe even a current superstar. Uh, and uh, that is probably not his, his last taste of the postseason. It looks like uh, the Padres lineup is, is going to be formidable, uh, and Tatis Jr. is kind of front and center in everything they do. Uh, New York Yankees left fielder Brett Gardner hit 368 with a 1079 OPS. And uh, I think at this stage of his career, Brett Gardner doesn't hold a whole lot of uh, fantasy appeal. He's the kind of guy on a season-long uh, league that you might add uh, in a pinch. Oh, I, I, I need uh, somebody to fill in for an injured player, and, and you know Gardner's got a little bit of power. Uh, he doesn't run the way he used to, obviously, uh, now that he's in his late 30s, uh, but he's still a contributor, and as you can see in the playoffs, uh, he was one of the Yankees' better hitters. Uh, and Oakland third baseman Chad Pinder, this is a bit of a surprise because Pinder's basically been a utility guy for his entire career, but uh, when they needed uh, someone to take over at third base for an injured, injured Matt Chapman. Uh, Pinder, he hit 318 with a 1021 OPS. Now, I don't think uh, I would look ahead to next season and think, oh, yes, I definitely want to get Chad Pinder uh, on my fantasy team, uh, but maybe uh, this puts him on your radar a little bit uh, as someone uh, that if he's going to get playing time, uh, that maybe there is some potential value there uh, because I would think coming into to, uh, the 2020 playoffs, you were pretty comfortable with your idea of Chad Pinder as a, um, a utility guy uh, can maybe hit a little bit, but certainly nothing uh, to attract you for fantasy. And, and maybe uh, he starts to open your eyes a little bit uh, with how he did in the playoffs this year. So now coming up next, uh, we'll take a look at Tuesday's matchup along with some DFS tips. Rock Auto is an online parts source where you can get just about anything for any type of vehicle. I'm pretty much incompetent when it comes to doing stuff with my car. You know, I can put in gas, I can uh, add some air to the tires, but anything meaningful, I leave to my mechanic. But my father-in-law, he's a do-it-yourself wizard. He's rebuilt a bunch of cars, including a vintage Jaguar and at least one BMW. This is the site for him. He has great prices on an incredible variety of parts. And having access to such a vast parts repository has its advantages. Need an ignition starter switch for a Lexus SUV? I did a while back. Let me tell you, the day that it died in the middle of a car wash? Not my favorite. Uh, but with the click of a mouse... Handful of options are ready on Rock Auto. How about brake pads for a 2001 Bentley Continental? They've got those too. I mean, you'll find what you need because they have an amazing selection for you for just about any kind of vehicle at reliably low prices. They have all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. Show is at LO underscore Fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to send an email, direct it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. We've got a long off-season coming, so uh, let's make this a little bit more interactive. Now let's take a look ahead to Tuesday's games. First, Atlanta with Ian Anderson plus 150 at the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw. I was admittedly, admittedly skeptical of Anderson, a rookie, coming into the playoffs, but nothing about this postseason has been too big for him. He's pitched a grand total of 44 innings in the major leagues, including playoffs, but in those 44 innings, he has a 1.43 ERA, and that's eight starts worth. 
that's not a bad guy to have as a pretty sizable underdog here against the Dodgers. Uh, he still has the benefit of a powerful Braves lineup behind him. And uh, going against Clayton Kershaw, who has obviously been great, but also has a, a kind of sketchy playoff track record. And so let's take Ian Anderson, plus 150. And then Houston, Jose Urquidy, plus 100 uh, against Tampa Bay and Ryan Yarborough. This is another pitcher with a relatively small sample of games as a major league starter. And Arquiti got hit a bit in his start in the division series, but he still has a 3.29 ERA in seven starts in 2020. But as a slight underdog, with the Astros desperate to stay alive, I'll consider riding Urquidy. And now let's look at a few DFS tips for Tuesday. Going back to Houston first baseman Yuli Gurriel, who's just $3,100 on DraftKings in Tampa Bay and Ryan Yarbrough. I went with Gurriel yesterday, even though he was 0 for 12 in the previous three games, and then he went 2 for 3 and scored a run. Getting a left-handed starting pitcher uh, for right-handed hitting Gurriel at a bargain price, that seems worthwhile. How about Tampa Bay shortstop Willie Adamas going against Houston and Jose Urquidy? Now this one, I'm going for another regression candidate because Adamas is 1 for 16 in the past six games. The 22-year-old had a nice season. He had a bit of a breakout with an 813 OPS. So the chance to get him uh, on DraftKings at $3,500 against Arquiti, probably worth your while. Let's go with one more uh, with Atlanta outfielder Marcelo Zuna, who's $4,300 at LA. Uh, and again, Clayton Kershaw on the mound. Ozuna had a monster regular season. He had 18 home runs at a 1067 OPS. And aside from going 0 for 5 in the first game of the playoffs, he's been hitting well. So Ozuna also hits lefties better. So getting him at a reasonable price and $4,300 is pretty reasonable given the upside. Uh, I'll take Marcel Ozuna. So Ozuna, Adamas, Gurriel, those are uh, the DFS recommendations for Tuesday. And that'll do it for today. I'll be back Wednesday as we continue with the League Championship Series. And we'll start digging into more stats for off-season prep. Find us, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Tell your smart device, play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Stay safe, enjoy the playoffs, stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis.